Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 85 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Galatians chapter 4 today and our focus is on the wonderful truth that we are heirs of God with a magnificent inheritance. So this is a daily 10 minute show where we go through one chapter of scripture at a time. I want to welcome new listeners from Zurich, Switzerland, Bremen, Germany, Westphalia, Germany, Parts Unknown, France, Colorado Springs, Colorado, Richmond, Virginia, and Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina. Thank you all so much for joining us and tuning us in. If I could borrow just a couple of minutes of your time, it would be a wonderful way to share the show with other people by either doing so on social media or leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Now, have you ever known somebody personally that became absolutely loaded money-wise through an inheritance of some sort? I honestly can't think of anybody that I've personally known that got really, really, really rich through inherited wealth. I do know a few people that are, you know, pretty darn rich, but all of the ones I know got there by working in some sort of way, not by inheriting. So I haven't seen it in real life, but I'll tell you where I have seen people get mega rich through an inheritance. I think I've seen it hundreds, if not thousands of times on the TV screen and at the movies because inheriting wealth is one of the most common TV and movie tropes or themes that I can think of. Like getting superpowers, which I also haven't seen anybody uh, get in real life, it seems to be something that is factually rare in reality. I do imagine, though, that it would be something really Great in some senses, I suppose, dangerous to your soul, great for your bank account to all of a sudden find out that you are a long lost relative to somebody that is super rich and just died and left you everything in their will. Now, I will say as a warning, if you get an email claiming that this has happened, I would suggest you be very skeptical and don't send your banking out information out just yet. What you shouldn't be skeptical of, however, is the promise we are going to read today in Galatians chapter 4. It's a promise that, in every sense of the word, is mind-blowing. It would be enough if Jesus died for the forgiveness of our sins. We don't deserve that. It would be enough. It would be more than enough, more than we deserve. That he also rose from the dead and provides eternal life for those who follow him in faith is really astounding and wonderful and several magnitudes beyond what we could ever deserve. That there could possibly be any more blessings than that utterly defies belief. But in our chapter today, we're going to find some really strong hints that those who are in Christ are not just slaves or servants in God's house, but they are heirs with an inheritance from God and co-heirs with Christ. Not just hints, it's just going to come right out and tell us that. Now, it's going to take reading other passages in the Bible to find out exactly what it means that we're heirs with Christ, but it's such a mind-boggling truth that I thought we could focus on today because we need some encouragement, and boy, is that encouraging. Let's read the chapter and see how wonderful the new covenant really is that Christ has begun. Galatians chapter 4, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. Now I say that as long as the heir is a child, he differs in no way from a slave, though he is the owner of everything. Instead, he is under guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. In the same way, we also, when we were children, were in slavery under the elements of the world. When the time came to completion, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, 
so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but if but a son. And if a son, then God has made you an heir. But in the past, since you didn't know God, you were enslaved to things that by nature are not God's. But now since you know God, or rather have become known by God, how can you turn back again to the weak and worthless elements? Do you want to be enslaved to them all over again? You are observing special days, months, seasons, and years. I'm fearful for you that perhaps my labor for you has been wasted. I beg you, brothers and sisters, become as I am, for I also have become as you are. You've not wronged me. You know that I previously preached the gospel to you because of a weakness of the flesh. You did not despise or reject me, though my physical condition was a trial for you. On the contrary, you received me as an angel of God, as Christ Jesus himself. Where then is your blessing? For I testify to you that, if possible, you would have torn out your eyes and given them to me. So then, have I become your enemy because I told you the truth? They court you eagerly, but not for good. They want to exclude you from me so that you would pursue them. But it is always good to be pursued in a good manner, and not just when I'm with you. My children, I am again suffering labor pains for you until Christ is formed in you. I would like to be with you right now and change my tone of voice because I don't know what to do about you. Tell me, you who want to be under the law, don't you hear the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by a slave and the other by a free woman. But the one by the slave was born as a result of the flesh, while the one by the free woman was born through promise. These things are being taken figuratively, for the women represent two covenants. One is from Mount Sinai and bears children into slavery. That is Hagar. Now, Hagar represents Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to the present Jerusalem, for she is in slavery with her children. But the Jerusalem above is free, and she is our mother. For it is written, Rejoice, childless woman, unable to give birth. Burst into song and shout, you who are not in labor. For the children of the desolate woman will be many more numerous than those of the woman who has a husband. Now you too, brothers and sisters, like Isaac, are children of promise. But just as then the child born as a result of the flesh persecuted the one born as a result of the spirit, so also now. But what does the scripture say? Drive out the slave and her son, for the son of the slave will never be a co-heir with the son of the free woman. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we are not children of a slave, but of the free woman. So let's marvel again at our verse of the day, verses of the day, Galatians 4, 6, and 7. Because you are sons... God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then God has made you an heir. Sons of God, not slaves. Heirs of God and his glorious riches. Again, it just seems too good to be true, doesn't it? But we see this glorious truth other places in the Bible too. Romans eight sixteen and 17. The Spirit himself testifies together with our spirit that we are God's children. And if children, also heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. Or Titus 3, 5 through 7. He saved us, says Paul, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. 
Well, heirs of what, you might be asking? Well, heirs of the kingdom. We are inheritors of the kingdom of God, as James 2, 5 tells us. And there's more than enough bounty and homes and houses and land and funds and privileges in the kingdom of God to go around for everybody. So on this passage, so full of wonderful truths, let me close with an encouragement from Spurgeon to take hold of those truths and live by them and walk in them. Spurgeon says this, All God's sons are, in a certain sense, his servants, but there is a sense in which normal servants are not sons. We, therefore, are not like those servants who have no relationship to their master and no share in his possessions, but we are sons. Whatever service we render, we are still sons, and we have a share in all that our Father has. We are heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Are you living up to your privileges, brothers? Are we, any of us, fully realizing what this heirship means? Do we not often live as if we were only servants toiling for hire? Do we not tremble at God as if we were his slaves rather than his sons? Let us remember that we are God's sons, his heirs, and let us come close to him. Let us take possession of the blessed inheritance which he has provided for us. Amen and amen. Well, let's close out with our verse of the month for March, Hebrews 7.25. Therefore, Jesus is able to save completely those who come to God through him, since he always lives to intercede for them. A glorious truth to rest in. Well, good day to you, friends. Have a good weekend, and Godspeed.